You are now listening to Empty Out the Clip. Okay, welcome One, two, three, four, five. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay, welcome everybody to another episode of Empty Out the Clip, part of the West West Network. You know, this this podcast was all about current events, what's been going on the past week. We try to do this every week, so what this format is is that uh, we choose two, three topics, three topics, and we talk for 10 minutes for each topic. Try to rotate the panel, so just want to introduce the um, the brothers here today and tonight in the studio. Eric, what's up, man? What's up? Hello. It's good to be back on the mic. <laughs> been, been a while, Eric, man. Good to see you back, brother. Yeah, it's been ages. You, you've been social distancing from the whole podcast and everything, brother. Good to see you back. Yeah, yeah, I have been actually, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm back. I'm happy to be back here. Shout, out, brother. Um, we've got the host of the Counter Rock podcast, uh, Stace. What's up, man? Hey, yeah, thanks for having me again, boys. Uh, good to see everyone. Nice. And all the way from Hamilton, City of the Future. Yes. We have the, ho- <laughs> we have the host of the uh, pitch, Joey Nanai. What's up, brother? Yo, yo, what's up? It's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so um, if you guys are um, new, new to this uh, podcast, empty out the clip. It's empty out the clip because we got to like empty out our clips for 10 minutes to get our points across because that's all the time we have. Right, so um, our first topic, or let me just tell you guys the three topics we've chosen for tonight. The first one is here in Auckland, we had the Black Lives Matter protest down in Queen Street off the back of um, what, what's going on in America. George Floyd. So that's topic one. Topic two is what's been going on in America with the riots after what happened with George Floyd and the COVID-19. The third topic is New Zealand going back into level alert level one because of the decline of uh, the COVID-19 virus in New Zealand. I think we've had two weeks of uh, no cases, which is uh, pretty good compared to the rest of the world. The past few weeks, New Zealand has been under lockdown. So I'm going to set the time. 10 minutes for the first topic. So the first topic, the Black Lives Matter protest down in Queen Street, Auckland City on Monday. How did you guys feel about that, Stace? You, you know what? I've got to say I was actually inspired. You know, um, we see the ones in Queen Street, obviously the ones in the US and parts of Europe and all the rest of it. And it's all, what one thing that's really stood out for me is how much racism and oppression is happening everywhere. Obviously, it's really topical in the US, well, that doesn't mean that we're immune to racism here in New Zealand. So I was glad to see, you know, people standing up for what's right and human rights. You know what I mean? And and mainly the main thing I was happy to see was that there's a lot of a lot of white people who are standing up and doing and standing up against racism. You know, you can if it doesn't affect you, you can sort of just brush it off and turn a blind eye and act like it's not a real thing, and then. You know, nothing really gets solved. But the only way, in my opinion, that racism gets solved is if white people step up and solve it. Like, I mean, if black people or islanders or anyone could solve racism, they would have solved it years ago. 
But it's sort of, you know, white privilege and all those things, those are real things, and systemic racism is a real thing. So it's glad that a lot of the younger generation, a lot of the white people are, are stepping up, and that was one of the things I was really happy about and one of the things I really took out of it. Uh, one thing I will say is we're supposed to be on level two, so the social distancing part of it <laughs> left a little bit to be desired. Um, but, you know, we've gotten to a point now where things are just getting out of control. And I found this article in the Washington Post. So this lady, Sally Jenkins, and this all started through America, right? And there was a guy, Colin Kaepernick, who was a uh, he's an NFL guy. And he tried to do a peaceful protest to start things off. We just kneeled during the national anthem and protest against how you know, police were treating you know, African-American citizens. And it was a peaceful protest. And then we've got the, the guy, the cop who kneeled, who kneed that guy in the head and he passed away, George Floyd. And so it's turned into sort of this uh, metaphorical tale of two knees. And this lady, Sally Jenkins, wrote in the Washington Post, she had this really interesting um, article, and here's an excerpt from it, which I thought was quite poignant, where she said, this is what she had to say. She said, two knees, one protesting in the grass. She's obviously talking about Colin Kaepernick. One pressing on the back of a man's neck. Choose. You have to choose which knee you will defend. NFL owners chose the knee on the neck. They did. They may rationalise it as controversy avoidance or respect for the flag or audience mollification or economic strategy or business exigency. But when they collectively ostracised Colin Kaepernick for his protests against police brutality on unarmed black citizens, they chose the wrong knee. They chose the knee on the neck, the knee that pressures, stifles, gags, chokes and silences. I thought that was like a really good point. Like, in my opinion, if people had sort of jumped on what Colin Kaepernick was trying to do ages ago, we could have avoided a lot of these these issues we've got to right now. But obviously, that's what didn't happen. So, uh, that's my take on the whole thing. Eric, um, yeah, I agree with most of what Stacy said. Uh, I didn't re- like to be honest. I didn't really study much for this podcast beforehand, but I have seen a lot of um, a lot of stuff on social media and the news, and also. Like with um, because I I work at a gas station, so I I tend to talk to a lot of people and get their views on the whole situation as well. So, just um, like I I respect the fact that you know here here in New Zealand we had the protest and yeah that's cool and everything. But my thing is with it is that um, I d- I don't see how it it can help in a way what's happening over in America. I can see it. It is present. Racism is present in New Zealand, just like well, what Stacey was saying earlier. But for the protest happening in New Zealand, I don't know how that can benefit America. And well, that's just my opinion about the whole thing. But and it is good to. It's it's a lot more aware now. Everybody knows that it's out there with social media and that just showing all of what's happening in America. I think it's been for the last. It's been going for the last what. Since social media has been up for the last thirty years now, roughly, I'm just guessing right here. But um, it's yeah, it's just really in the open, and that's probably just my honest opinion about that. Yeah, sharp brother, uh, Joey. Well, I think it just speaks to uh, uh, a feeling that has resonated with everyone who was involved in the Queen Street protest. Uh, I'm sure, there is um, some concerns and questions over the um, social distancing aspect a la COVID-19 rules. Mm. But if you look at 
you know, um, at the point when they had the protests on Queen Street, they were at probably 15 days of no new cases. So, you know, it's kind of easy to predict that, you know, things weren't going to change. But if there is a surge in COVID cases as a result of that, then I guess uh, we can all comment on it. But, yeah, it was definitely something that was needed, I think, to show some solidarity for the movement. Yeah, that that was the thing, eh, Joey? Like, um, there was a whole argument. Because, you know, to be honest, like, this whole week, like, you know, I, I, I didn't go to the protest, but this whole week I, I, I had my ear to um, talk back uh, radio and, like, just listen to what everyone thought about it because that was the hot topic this whole week. And, you know, there was the whole argument of, like, um, the COVID-19, like, you know, why, why is everybody going down there to protest when we're on the alert level two, you know? There was this whole thing about, is it worth it? You know, we're up to like two weeks of no no more cases. If you ever went to the malls in the weekend, it's the same sort of thing. Like, there's no social distancing happening. The turnouts was actually the turnouts for the the right uh, the um, protest was actually really strong. But it's important to, I suppose, keep the fire going because it's it's easy to jump on the back when it's topical. And you know, George Ford, uh, George, George Floyd, sorry, has um, you know been murdered. There's no other way of wording it. He's been murdered by uh, by a, poli- a white police officer and then that people are looking at the video and they're outraged but once you know say a month from now and the heat sort of died down and then the next things come along which people can be outraged about and then they sort of forget about it and jump on the back of the next thing you know people have always whatever, whatever's on close to the media they just jump on that thing and then you know what I mean so mm. racism's not going to be fixed through that protest alone it's got to be an ongoing process so I, I just hope that people keep that same fire going for, you know, the duration because racism is not going to be fixed. It's taken so long to get to this point and it's not going to be fixed through a couple of protests here and there. It's got to be a sustained fight against systemic racism. That was the other thing, eh? Because the other thing was um, the levels of racism. Like, obviously we're not as bad as America, but there was a danger of that protest trying to push us that way, if you know what I mean. Like, mm. Mm. Yeah, I agree. You know, like, um, if we're not that bad in New Zealand, why would we, like, push more than that? There was nothing to, like, um, to hold back what they were trying to say. There could be some extremists there at the at the rally. I don't, I'm not sure, but... Um, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, I think also it needs to be known that um, a small or a, a group of New Zealanders went around um, other intentions as well as supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, like um, bringing to attention the militarization of the New Zealand police, you know, and that last year in Auckland, Waikato and Canterbury, they they brought about with a lack of consultation uh, before the actual launch of the trial where uh, police were armed. So I think that's this gave people an excuse to show their concern for, you know, a future militarisation of the New Zealand police, which I'm all for as well, because the last thing we need is cops to be roaming around with guns and scaring the rest of us and, God forbid, shooting one of us like what's happening in America. Nice. Well, that was the time. Any, Any last words? No, no, I like what you used to say there, Joey. I'm yeah. happy to leave it on that note, Bruce. Okay, sweet. Okay, topic number two, just sending the time here, is we're going to America now, and what's been going on over there 
with Donald Trump and the riots, George Floyd and COVID-19. I'll let Eric start this one. Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to base on what I, what I see on the news. Basically, America's on fire everywhere. I, um, I, do, I think I saw, uh, I, I heard um, on the news that uh, a, a camera crew, a news reporting crew got beaten up by the police as well. In the mix of all that, all that uh, rioting over in um, in America, and they've got um, the thieves and that um, just using the riot as an excuse to uh, just to steal and you know with all that violence going on over there. So yeah, it's it's really bad. It's it doesn't it doesn't look any good. It, I, I don't know how how America will step out of that in a good way. I, I think there's, there's, there's still got a lot of healing to do. And I really reckon it's all up to Trump to come out of, you know, to do something about this because he's not really doing anything really good at the moment from what I've seen on the on the news and that. So so there's a bit of that as well. And, um, yeah, that's probably all I could say about that for now. Sorry, brother. Um, Joey? I think the riots are definitely uh, a byproduct of that's been going on for, for centuries over there in, um, in America. And the anger shown by the people with their looting and, you know, the violence and all the rest of it, I think, and I, I, I totally understand it, I get it, but I don't condone it. I just think it's the energy needs to be placed elsewhere in the general elections. It needs to be, you know, I, I think the energy needs to be placed in a controlled manner. So controlled aggression is what I think they need. Uh, Stace? Uh, yeah, I agree with what the, um, Eric and Joey had to say. You know, I, I feel like um, so the African-Americans have been backed into a corner in, in a lot of ways where you know they tried the peaceful protests. They tried kneeling, like Colin Kaepernick and the other guys, kneeling for the national anthem as a peaceful protest against you know um, sort of systemic racism by the police against African-Americans. And they got told when they did that that they were being, you know, un-American and they were disrespecting the national anthem and disrespecting the flag. Then they tried, you know, doing the Black Lives Matter movement. And then they got told, hey, come on, guys, all lives matter. What are you guys doing? And they got told that that was wrong. So they've been constantly told that they're wrong. And now they're at a point now where all their, all their protests, peaceful protests and doing it the right way, in a, in a way I suppose you could look at, has fallen on deaf ears. And then George Floyd has been murdered by these white policemen. And this is exactly what they've been protesting peacefully about. And that hasn't worked. So they've got to a point now where they've you know, they've had enough. And they, they, they are rioting. Um, and one thing I'll say is like, you know, sometimes the looters, there's some guys who will take advantage of what they're trying to do. So there are people who are mm-hmm. trying to stand up and do the right thing for George Floyd. And then there are people who think, oh, cool, an opportunity has presented itself for me to sort of steal some TVs and get some free free shit. You know what I mean? So I found I, was, I found this article in the LA Times, and they interviewed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So if anyone doesn't know who Kareem, Kareem is, he's a uh, a former Lakers center or one of the all-time great basketball players, but he's also a renowned political activist and human rights activist. And this was a quote from him out of the LA Times when he talked about the riots. So this is what he had to say. He said, yes, protests often are used as an excuse for some to take advantage. Just as fans celebrating a hometown sports team championship burn cars and destroy storefronts. I don't want to see stores looted or even buildings burn. 
but African Americans have been living in a burning building for many years, choking on the smoke as the flames burn closer and closer. Racism in America is like dust in the air. It seems inevitable, even if you're choking on it, until you let the sun in. And I was like, man, I was blown away by his, mm. you know, the elegance of his words, but I just thought I couldn't word it any better than that. And that's sort of how the, um, you know, uh, the African-American people in, in the USA are feeling at the moment. Yeah. I'm, you know, when I think about what's happening in America, it's like, this is a whole nother level. Because, you know, the fact that they riot over racism is, is nothing new. But this is cross-country. The, the last time there was a riot, a big riot like that, it was only in LA after the the Ronnie King incident. So, if that was if that was bad back then, this is another level because it's all across the country. And Donald Trump doesn't even help either. I mean, we're talking about the, this is the most useless fucking president in the whole fucking history of fucking presidents of the USA. This guy is fucking useless. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, his country's on fire, right? And all he's got to do is go up on the mic and say, calm down, or fucking, hey, pretend to fucking calm everything down. Yeah. But instead, what, what does he do? He goes up there and says, hey, if you go, if you governors on those states can't control the people, we're going to send the army. I'm going to send the army. Mm. Mm. You know? He's the most fucking useless <laughs> president ever. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. He's not a fucking leader. Eh? And it's yeah. like, honestly, it's, it's like a fucking joke. It's a joke. It's America, to me, like, you know, they haven't looked after the people in years. They haven't. Look at Detroit. Look at Detroit. They just let it rot. If, if you're poor in America, they don't want to know you. There's no social welfare for you. you you're homeless on the street. They don't want to know you. If, if you can't keep up, they'll leave you behind. And, and they can say all the shit about being in the army and they won't leave you behind. Fuck, they will, they'll leave you behind in your own country, man. <laughs> And that's the mentality. Uh, you know, it's sad what happened. It's sad that the black people face all this stuff over there. But, but it's just it's just the way it is over there. And we can protest. We can protest over here in New Zealand. Well, it's not going to do anything. But you know, we can show solidarity, and that's what we did, and that's good. But at the end of the day, it's not going to do nothing. It's not going to do nothing. America is going to be what they are. Yeah, you, I, I saw this thing on um, about Trump, like yeah. Uh, like you said, he's done nothing. And there was a thing where there were these massive protesters outside, I think outside the White House or something. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he came out and said, hey, get rid of those protesters so yeah, I can yeah. get a, a selfie in front, of, <laughs> in front of the White House. And he wanted to get his photos and not have it with him holding a Bible or something showing that he's a, yeah, a God-fearing right. man. Yeah. Um, and he tried to get the security to get rid of all the protesters just so he could get his, his, his nice photo. And, you know, you bring up the Rodney King incident, and you're 100% right. There mm. were riots at those points. There were mass protests, and there was massive outrage. But ultimately, here we are in 2020, and we're still in effectively the same place. Mm. So all those, all that they tried to do back then, that hasn't equated to any changes whatsoever. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen out of this. But like I said in the first part, I, I do think that the fact that a lot of the younger white generation are stepping up, because that, that's ultimately the generation that I think can make the most change because they can decide that they're not going to be systematically racist. They're not going to raise their kids to be like that. And that's where you get the generations of change because it's been going on for so long and it's just been deeply embedded in, you know, what they are. Even if it's sort of subconsciously, mm. that the, the only way that racism changes is if white people change it because if black people could change it, they would have done it. 
already. Yeah, agreed. They had, the president and yeah, they had to take ownership of that. They really do. Hmm. It's funny because I, I I didn't go to the the protest in Kushi, but I I did log on to um New Zealand Herald and they had the the live stream, and I heard all the arguments that they were talking about. Like the the main argument was like um hey we we um influenced by black culture, we wear the shoes, we wear the Nikes, we wear the hoodies, we wear the you know we listen to rap music, but we don't speak up when mm. shit goes down. Mm. But then if you ask uh, Backstreet Boys, they they don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like that's sort of um, a thing, uh, a part of the problem, where you know a white person could just say. Well, I personally am not a racist person, and that's sort of enough, and just sort of turn the blind eye to what's really happening out there. Mm. Whereas that, that's, we know now that that doesn't really work, just, you know, a couple of people just just doing nothing. So there's that, there's that quote where, um, I think Bob Marley said that, you know, all it takes for evil to succeed is for good people to do nothing. And that, I think that's mm. what's happened for a long time, where good white people have looked at it and thought to themselves, well, I'm not racist, I'm not racist, and I've done nothing wrong, so... I'm not going to. Um, I'm just going to leave it how it is and just to sort of turn a blind eye to it and let you know those hardcore white supremacists and all the rest of it just do their thing as well and not oh. not stop them from doing their thing. But you know, we've reached a different, hopefully, a different turning point where um, you know everyone's trying to speak up. But hopefully, well, we'll see what happens. If it changes anything. Basically. Okay, that was that was the time. Nice. Any any last words, anyone on that one? No, I think everything's been said about that. You sweet joy. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Oh, nice. Yeah, rest in peace. Okay, our last topic for tonight is here. We're coming back here into New Zealand. We're on alert level two at the moment. There's been stats going around about COVID-19 being non-existent. I think two weeks with no cases. I think there's one case. Someone's got one. Hey, no. uh, there's only one person in the whole New Zealand at the moment. Oh, that's what the stats say. But like um, we've been on lockdown rules um, since the whole thing started, and like everyone's anxious to get back. The economy needs to be kickstarted again, and what better way to do that than to go back to level one? And I think level one happens in Wednesday, if I'm not correct, if that's what the media's been talking about. But uh, I just want to ask the question to you guys. Like um, the, our last topic for tonight is. How do you guys feel about going back to level one? What? How has it affected you guys? I will start with um, with Joey. Um, level one. I just want to see my family again in Auckland. I mean, I've been I've been uh, kind of shying away from seeing them in level two, just because I want to make absolutely sure that I am taking the right precautions from my side of things. I haven't even been to Auckland since the beginning, since before COVID. And I'm usually there every week without fail. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I guess COVID for me, more of the same in terms of what I've been doing day to day. So I, I work from home, so it hasn't been too much different in that respect. But um, it's been nice to be home with family. It does get to me sometimes and I have to go for a walk or uh, drink a bottle of whiskey. But um, <laughs> no, nah, it's, uh, it's all good. Looking forward to live one. Any of that, maybe. Nice. Um, Stace? Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to dropping down to level one. I think that we've done the right thing. We've tried to flatten the curve to 
stop the spread of coronavirus. I think that um, Jacinda's sort of shown her cards and she's been more worried about the health of New Zealanders first and foremost. But now that that seems to be, at least in the short term, under control, we need to change our focus to look at our our economy and, you know, letting businesses start to flourish again. So I, I think level one will definitely help that with, you know, bars and restaurants and those type of things, retail and all the rest of it, getting an opportunity to get back to, you know, what, um, generating income and, and paying their, their wages and, and all that sort of stuff. So I, I think level one, level one is a good move. And, um, yeah, I think we still need to be vigilant. We still need to, you know, I, I think a lot of people have already started flouting the rules a little bit. We saw that in the protest. And even when I go to the mall, you see people just sort of walking around like nothing, like how it used to be. But we still need to be vigilant and, you know, follow procedures because we don't, last thing we need is to get an outbreak because once it gets a hold in your country, it's hard to flatten the curve after the fact. So I think we still need to, just follow through, but I'm I'm all for level one. We're at, we're at a point now where we need to get to the economic recovery part of of COVID pre COVID uh, post COVID nineteen. So uh, that that's my thoughts on the whole thing. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, I agree with the boys. I can I can't actually wait for level one. It's um like the transition between level four, three, and two for for me at work. It's been pretty um. It's been really different, and especially where we are at the moment with level two, can you can just kind of see the people just they're really just they're just really angry or upset about just they feel like they want to just want to get out, and that and I've noticed that a lot of people, especially this week, uh, just short really short tempered. They just want they just want level one right now, and the other thing too is um like with work because. I used to used to work with two people at the graveyard, and because I've currently with during the quarantine, the, our business is low. Um, retail usually uses an algorithm. If um, there's not enough customers, then then the store doesn't get enough hours, and if there's not enough hours, then there's not enough. Then there shouldn't be any stuff to cover those hours. Mm. So the staff gets cut down. So now at the moment, I'm on. Uh, a period where I'm on my own from twelve to five, and it's it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard for me, but um, that's one of the biggest changes I've seen. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm really wanting to uh, level one to come around for that fact, and the other facts as well. To like yeah, like what Joey was saying earlier, just to see um, the rest of the family. Like some of my aunties and that are really sick, so I want to be really you know hundred percent sure before I go over. I don't want to take anything that might harm them. Mm. That's the same with my daughter as well. That's the other reason why I've been away as well too, because my daughter has a respiratory, you know, anything like this, it can really affect her really fast. So I don't want to take that caution of just, you know, coming over too early and then something might happen to my daughter. So, yep, I'm all for it. Yeah, it's been, um, I don't know how you described 2020. Cause like, <laughs> yeah, it's totally different name. Because this is something that's never happened before. And when I reflect back on what's been going on with, with COVID nineteen and the and and in the New Zealand lockdowns, I remember when Jacinda first uh, had that um, press conference to say that we're going to go into level four lockdown with everything shut down, everything just the essentials open. And like, and you only got we only got two days to do it. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, we yep. only got two days to do it, and that was yep. like everyone was like, "Holy shit, this is happening!" Like, mm. and no one had any 
No one was prepared. No, no, no one was against it. Yeah. Because COVID nineteen, everyone heard the news. COVID nineteen was killing people around the world, and it was it was fucking serious. And everyone was like, all for the level four. Oh fuck, we gotta shut down. That's it. And then when that happened, everyone everyone was cool because everyone was on the same boat. Like you know, there was gonna be jobs. There'll be people losing jobs. The people having no money. People not working. In New Zealand, everybody was in the same boat, so it didn't really, you didn't really feel it, you know, because everyone was in the same boat, sort of thing. So, and then the four weeks, the four weeks of level four, you know, everyone was practicing staying at home, practicing cooking at home. No more takeaways. No more buying clothes. No more, you know, spending money. So there was that as well. I think what what changed was that the less number of cases started to happen when level three and level two was going on. So everyone was trying to, everyone was kind of like, oh, fuck, there's no more COVID, you know? Everyone was getting complacent, you know? Mm. It was yeah. getting, you know, less and less. And even now, it's level one, and then we've got two weeks of no, but people are suffering. People are suffering because, you know, shops aren't still open. You know, people have lost their jobs. Mm. And we've got two weeks of no cases. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with all that. So, yeah, I, I think we're at a point now where we need to start stimulating the economy. Mm. And, you know, especially now, like, you know, my partner, right, so she was on full pay through the whole time. And with no takeaways and no shopping and all that sort of stuff, <laughs> she was able to save quite a bit of money um, just during oh. this lockdown period, these um, just shuffling through the levels. So, you know, we've talked about, you know, going just on a local domestic holiday just around and just to help you know, support New Zealand businesses, support a nice. local, um, you know, hotel or, you know, Airbnb or whatever, eat out at the local restaurants and just do that sort of stuff and just, you know, take the kids around and show them around. So, yeah, mm. we, we definitely have that mindset where we want to, you know, support local businesses and, you know, pivot towards from the health of New Zealanders, which was at the forefront of, of thinking to now let's help, you know, the, the economy and, and stimulate you know, business growth and that sort of stuff. And I think for that reason, we should get out of level two. Yeah, yeah. it's needed. Any last words, boys? Finally, looking forward to, I guess, no levels at all, level zero, when the borders border restrictions finally are removed. Mm. That, that's gonna to me. That's gonna be an interesting po- point because I know that New Zealand is a lot, so, it's sort of uh, from the outside, I suppose, from where we sit. It seems like we've got an owl side under control. But if you open up the, the borders again and you get, you know, not being xenophobic or anything, you sort of get foreigners in who haven't got their, you know, their country under control, you know, their, their potential for, you know, re-emergence of COVID-19 again, you know. Because I, I know that some of the, the initial cases we got, yeah, the cases we got initially was um, sort of people who had bought it from, coming back from overseas and bought them, it into New Zealand and then they created these clusters and all the rest of it so I think that's going to be an interesting dynamic how they, how they work that out yeah majority um, majority of the cases were from people from overseas mm. yeah that is interesting because if, if we're way ahead of the rest of the world we definitely got to lock down our, our, our borders but the question is how long mm. are the rest of the world going to be okay that we can open our borders again we, we don't know yeah, I know they've talked about a trans-Tasman bubble, and it looks like Australia at least have sort of got similar to what we're at, so I, I feel like, well, that's okay. Mm. And that's an exciting event. But, you know, yeah, just for New Zealanders, and just for myself, I'm actually going to just speak for myself, 
like the opportunity to move to, to travel to Australia, like we talked about, it, I talked about it with my partner. And I thought, nah, let's go to uh, Queenstown or Red Wall, some of the local attractions, and support support local businesses as much as possible. So that's uh, that's just my own personal take on the whole thing. Definitely. Oh, well, I think that's it. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Right. Nice. Good, Thanks, to everyone. Good to everyone, Eric, man. Long time no <laughs> yeah, man. Good to see you again, Eric. Yeah, yep. <laughs> All right. I hope you guys have a good week. Thanks, week. Yep. Black, do. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yep. I, I heard the Broncos matter too, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> They're not matter. So <laughs> oh. All right, boys. Cheers, cheers, boys. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. Yep, you too. Yeah, you too, Bell. Thanks. Bye. I, I like the same. I like this. Short and sweet, man. Short yeah, and yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. That's why, man, I enjoyed that last one. Yeah, that's good, man. Short. Yes,